Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for February the 1st of the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders, promoting the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, our goal, our plan. Let's restore the republic, shall we? We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. All right, we got so much to cover, so little time, it's not even funny. We have James Edwards with us, well-known author and talk show host in his own right. Does a radio program every Saturday night called The Political Cesspool, thepoliticalcesspool.org. And then you can listen to that show anytime live on Saturday evenings, but anytime you like at thepoliticalcesspool.org. He also joins us every other Wednesday, first and third Wednesdays of the month for award-winning talk radio. Welcome, James. Sam, it's great to be back. Happy February. Groundhog's Day tomorrow. What do you think? I think uh, winter is uh, freezing cold. It's 11 degrees <laughs> outside where I'm at. So, uh, And I think storms are all over the country. Uh, we as got far a bad as I can here. tell, there's, there's storms literally going from, what, West Texas all the way to Virginia. Uh, so it's pretty rough out there if we want if we're thinking Groundhog Day Springs are coming, it ain't a coming yet, buddy. That's what I think. I got a veritable ice hockey rink. I've never seen it like this. Uh, now uh, we live in the mid south. We get a we get a, a snow that sticks once or twice a year. Uh, but ice storms, you know, those happen a couple three times every five year period. We got a doozy right now. I've got about at least an inch of ice on my driveway and on my street. I mean, it's uh, it's the real deal. It's legit right now. <laughs> this is Southerners aren't used to this. You guys will survive it, but what you probably won't survive is Joe Biden's continual lies. And here's the deal. They attacked Trump saying he was just a pathological liar. But you know what? Their guy is the big pathological liar. Projection is the word used to describe whatever their guys are doing, they blame the other guys are doing. But Joe Biden continues to tell his Amtrak big lie. Here it is. Going home as a United States, uh, as vice president, one of the conductors said to me, hey, Joe, big deal. Million, whatever, two hundred. You said you've you've traveled over a million miles on Amtrak. So how the hell do you know that? And they added it up. But, but folks, look, I made a thousand trips through this tunnel. All right, you you know what? Amtrak and everybody else says it's a flat-out lie. Here's the problem: he keeps telling the story like he is stuck on yesteryear like he's got alzheimer's or something now more and more doctors are coming out and saying listen we have got to get a mental evaluation on joe Uh, look now a lot of people want to believe this is right left politicking this is republican democrat you know uh, unfair drive-by assaults no this is national security stuff though if he really thinks he traveled a million miles on amtrak when amtrak says it isn't true we never totaled it up we never said this to the donald or to to joe it, it just isn't even factual look a million miles on amtrak it isn't so james but this is in my opinion not about amtrak 
it's about not knowing the truth as much as not telling the truth. You can't have that in the world's commander-in-chief. Now, I'm not saying we control the world. I'm just saying we control the top military in the world. We're the United States, the free world leader's commander-in-chief. Either he doesn't know that he didn't travel a million miles and he really thinks he did, or he knows he's lying because it didn't happen, James. This is actually an important point. Obviously, most politicians know that they're lying. I guess it is a little bit more disconcerting uh, when you have one like this who doesn't know that he is. And I think that that's clear. I mean, uh, the obvious cognitive decline of Joe Biden was so apparent going back to 2019 and 2020 during his campaign against Donald Trump. I mean, it was just an ongoing I don't want to say joke because on some levels, as evil and as corrupt as he is, there is some level of one's humanity that says, you know, this guy should be in a nursing home and they're propping him up as a president. And I don't know what he knows and what he believes and what he thinks, but it's gotten a lot worse than that. I mean, you know, Biden's gaffes have just become commonplace, things like this, which is wildly outlandish. Couldn't be true, and he probably doesn't know that it that it isn't or what he even said. But it's even advanced beyond that within the Democratic Party. Th- their new slogan should be "Vote Blue, no matter who," because as bad as Biden was, he makes uh, excuse me, uh, Fetterman up in Pennsylvania makes Biden look like you know a Mensa guy. It looks like he's got it all together and as uh, is, is ironclad in his mental faculties. I mean, they they are literally now electing people who have very, very serious disabilities. Fetterman, you know, suffered some strokes, and he is obviously, I, I don't want to be crude, but I don't know what other word you would say, but mildly retarded and, um, you know, can barely speak. And he's a United States senator now, a United States senator, Sam. This is where we're at in America. It just doesn't matter. Anything goes now. And that's the problem we face. Meanwhile, Carrie Lake, our dear friend in Arizona, as far as I can tell, literally has now uh, revealed election fraud. Illegally counted ballots she has demonstrated now. But now Dems demand felony charge for her because she dared to tweet out some names of some fraudulent ballots, she says. They say legally she's not allowed to tweet out those names. Uh, That's a felony offense. So while Carrie Lake reveals illegally counted ballots, now they got a felony charge out for her. The battle's on, James. Yeah, it's gotten to the point now where it's pretty much, what are you going to do about it? The system is so criminally corrupt and so controlled uh, that they can literally get away with anything. And, and it's a good question. What are the people going to do about it? What can they do about it? Even if they go <laughs> to something like January 6th and get oh so mildly, I don't even want to say out of control because so many of them were just following the herd and were being waved in by Capitol Police. Oh, guess what? You come in at our invitation, you're going to jail, you're going to lose your job, all of that. You know, they're paying these, um, you know, lifetime punishments 
for doing something that wasn't even a fraction as severe or serious as your garden variety Black Lives Matter or Antifa riot. And so I don't know, Sam. I mean, I know I, I, I do know this. I don't think it's over for our people. There are a lot of reasons to be hopeful. Uh, the base is moving in our direction, but you're going to have to have a leader that will step into the moment and, and, and embrace and harness that energy because I, I think right now uh, you will probably disagree with this. The chance it is so controlled and so criminally corrupt the chance of reviving this thing through the existence existing system is unimaginable it's unimaginable that it could possibly be done because you're going back to what's happening with carrie lake and trump i mean they're getting away with outright no question criminal behavior and there's nothing anybody can do with you i completely agree with you james the difference is our view on the future right so I agree 100% that, look, we're not going to save America as it currently is constituted. We're not going to save Washington. The reason we hold on to the Constitution as the solution is because the Constitution can scale. So you can have constitutional communities and counties. You can have constitutional states. And the Constitution is the proper role of limited government. There's no other system on the planet that's been tried and true for over a couple of hundred years that worked. The only time it doesn't work is when we abuse it, ignore it, deny it, uh, turn our back on it, betray it, whatever you want to say. So we don't hold out that when I say this nation shall endure, that it's going to exist in its current form. It's not. But I know this. There will be a contingent of God-fearing, liberty-loving people when Christ comes. And the Constitution is the framework to help those people thrive until he does, survive until he does. And so you and I agree that the, that the current country's Constitution is not going to remain intact. It is not possible. What is possible, though, is to use that same framework to prepare a people and to create checks and balances at whatever level government will stand based on the community surrounding it. That is the key to the exercise. You mentioned we need some good leaders. We do, but we need good followers, though. We need good people. Look, Republicans say, listen, we're going to demand spending cuts before we raise the debt ceiling. They're not even telling you they won't raise the debt ceiling. They will. They're just telling you how much they want to extract before they do. So then the Democrats say, well, what do you want to extract? House Speaker whacked out Kevin McCarthy says, oh, cuts to Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security are off the table in our ongoing negotiations with Democratic leadership. So Kevin has already caved. He said, yes, we'll raise the debt ceiling. What can we get? They say, what do you want? He says, well, certainly not Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, that kind of stuff. It's off the table. Now they mock him and say, well, what do you want then? What do you want, Kevin? Uh, and he says, well, you know, we're not really going to tell you. We're going to have to discuss that behind closed doors okay this isn't a guy that's going to make major cuts of any kind this isn't a guy that's going to stop the debt ceiling from raising i've laid out a solid plan here's what you say if you're kevin yes sir we're going to shut down government count on it why because 80 to 90 percent of your government is flat out unconstitutional that's why i've been put in place to uphold the supreme law of the land and i'm going to shut down everything that's not constitutional Then what I'm going to do is in the House, we're going to pass single-page, single-issue, clear bills to fund the legitimate constitutional parts of government. We're going to do that, and we're going to do it fast so that the real legitimate portions of government are shut down not very long if y'all stand with the Constitution. We'll see how many of you have the guts to stand with liberty once and for all. 
that should be what Kevin's saying, but no, he's hanging out with Joaquin Jeffries, and now he's meeting with Joe and Joaquin. You think it's going to go well? I Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I just got an email from Newt Gingrich. Of course, it's a blast email to everybody, but he says, hey, three words to solutions. Kevin McCarthy, speaker. Shame on you, Newt. You failed, and now you want your next guy to fail. That's what you're all headed for unless you have the guts to deliver like I'm talking about, James. Yes, and uh, speaking of the swamp, another uh, swampette. Uh, appears i just got this email again these these blast emails I, I don't know i guess because i donated to trump i don't even i didn't even donate to trump i bought a yard sign when he first announced i bought a yard sign and so every republic sue these people for the can spam act <laughs> for uh, emailing us illegally man oh man ever since i bought one yard sign you want to know what though just so you can't just so you know you can't they've eked out a special privilege for themselves did you know that Every single Republican who's ever lived sends me fundraising stuff now, and I just got one from the most odious Nikki Haley, or Nikata Nimrata, whatever her real name is. She's going to be announcing her presidential run on February the 15th, so she'll be the second announced Republican running for uh, the primary to go up against. But I think you and I have about as much chance as uh, Nikki does <laughs> with that one, but uh, anyway, what are you going to do? I think that Trump will have a heyday with Nikki anyway. 
Uh, he's actually been back out on the road for what it's worth. I mean, it just seems as though it's also stale now. Um, it just, it's just impossible to go back. When something comes back again, they, they say it comes back as a farce, uh, something like this. It was so different in 15 and 16. It just seems like we've seen the... You know, the sequel's never as good as the original, but I, I don't know. I guess this would be the third installment if you count his re-election bid as a, as a sequel. But, uh, you know, I want to go back to one thing you said in the last segment, Sam, though, about how it's just going to be nigh impossible short of divine intervention. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't know if it's meant to happen. If it is, God will do it. But uh, other than that, if it's left to our, our own devices, the, these uh, consumer-driven, vapid, ignorant American public, if it's left to them, just no way to reform uh, this uh, country through the existing system, and that would mean the electoral process, uh, to go back to something that looks like a place that the founding fathers would have envisioned or something that's Christ-centered. I just don't think it's going to happen. But that doesn't mean that it's over for our people because, as you said, our nation will endure. And, and people need to remember this because as, as much as I, I don't believe we're going to vote our way out of this mess, that doesn't mean that it's all over for us. Uh, things happen. Things change. Empires, and that's what America has become, that they rise and fall. But we got to remember our nation can endure even if the country doesn't, and there's a difference between, of course, nation and country. A country is a geographical And, and hold on. It's that a- is the quintessential point, James. That is the point, and that's why I say I don't know that you and I are at opposite sides on this as much as you may think. Well, I mean, as far as just educate maybe we're not maybe we're not uh, i guess apparently we are not but I, i'm just saying the whole thing with don't be discouraged ladies and gentlemen if this this country this geographical or geopolitical plot of land that we call the the united states doesn't endure that this criminally corrupt government James, doesn't when endure. it started out it was 13 colonies it wasn't the whole country in the first place right yeah, that's absolutely well, and then so, we fought a war over that, and, and then it right. became a global empire. But but the nation is different than the country. The nation, as biblically is defined, is a is a group of people. A nation is a people. A country can be a government. It can be borders on a, on a, a map. A nation is a, a nation group of people, people who either obey God or deny God. And if they obey God, they get blessings. And if they deny God, they get the lack of blessings or cursings, if you will. Uh, they they turn their so. This is the quintessential point, and that's why the Constitution can be used even if we do it in our own just single county, James. That's exactly right. And in America very well may be may become balkanized. We are so out of control at a, Wait at a, a minute. systemic may very level. Well, it will for sure. And that's you the thing. Every our, day. Nothing our is nation. stopping it or putting it in check. Nothing. No, and our nation can endure even if our country does not. That that that's something that people need to to know and can realize and can differentiate between. And I had a former assistant secretary of the treasury under Ronald Reagan, uh, our good friend Paul Craig Roberts. He was the uh, former associate editor of the Wall Street Journal. Served uh, at university, uh, six different universities. I mean, big time universities. Stanford, Georgetown. You know, a guy that is with us all the way on these issues and. We were talking last week about the situation, this escalating situation in, in, in Russia. Why? And he explains why this is happening, too. People say, why is America so interested in what goes on? Or, you know, who controls Kiev? It just it has it, it doesn't. It, it, he explains it. And uh, that America, the, the American leadership is so out of control, so owned and operated by the the lobbies that are pushing for this war for their own selfish no profits. Question. 
that that, that they, they literally could get us into a nuclear war. And if that happens, then, you know, again, they, they it may will. take something terrible like that for us to have a chance. James, they changing will. something. It's not they could. Eventually, they will. That is their agenda. That is their plan. If you read Joel Skousen and others, it's it's a matter of when, not if. Okay, things are going to change in this country radically. Write it down and remember it. Let me give you a comparison. I support the biblical Israel. I do not support the deep state Israel. There's a big difference, James. And the same is true with America. I support America. I don't support the criminal cabals in Washington. Never have, never will. The two aren't the same. I believe in George Washington's vision that a righteous people uh, receive the Savior Jesus Christ when he comes. And that's why I say this nation shall endure. I don't believe in the criminal activities going on, say, in Illinois, where they want to take your guns. Those people are criminals. The sooner they fall, the better. So let's be very clear about what we're saying. We're not saying that America is going to stay in its criminal criminal state and endure that way. That isn't true. That's a lie. And we're also not saying that America can stand when she disobeys God. She cannot stand and she will not stand. But we can say that America are those who are pure in heart and who follow Christ and who understand God, family, and country and who will stand up for those principles. The flag to me means those things. Uh, And I I, I know you have an issue with the flag because of the betrayal of it. I don't disagree. So we need to understand what we're talking about. Let me give you an example. Florida now, they say, is going to become the 26th state to have constitutional carry. That's a start, James. There's a lot of good things going on. I mean, it's just, the problem is there's a lot of good things. There are a lot of positive undercurrents going on, and you just named another one, and I saw that, and that was just announced, I think, you know, just a day or two ago. That's good news. There's a lot of good news like that on the periphery, uh, but unfortunately you've got this bloated mass, this cancerous, malignant mass at the head table, sitting in the in, in, at, at the head of the table in all of our various institutions, whether it be government, academia, media, uh, even the churches now. Uh, it, it, so that but part of it is bad. But what happens enough if people, all those institutions fall, James? And they can, they can and they will. They can yes, and they, they will. Can, I, mean, they will. I, I never think when they do, it'll be a great day, sir, because they're unconstitutional and they're criminal. That's okay for me. I'm praying for it. I'm <laughs> praying for it. Uh, okay, and, and these it organizations that teach transgender euphoria, I hope they fall. They're satanic, sir. We can't embrace, support, endorse any of those things. Never have, never will. That's separate from America, from we the people, from the righteous followers of Christ that will be rewarded for their sacrifice and will be blessed for their for their integrity and their willingness You know what? We can be the chosen people to defend our God, to stand for liberty. And a growing number of doctors feel the same way. They say they will neither get nor give COVID-19 booster shots anymore. All right. The CDC now acknowledges overcounting COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths. They blatantly admit to it now. Whereas before we said the numbers were bogus and they literally mocked us. and Now they're admitting we're absolutely right. Think about that. And now you've got this Pfizer exec on hidden camera. We're exploring mutating COVID ourselves in an effort to create more vaccines. It'll be a cash cow for us. Now, do you realize this is James O'Keefe's Project Veritas's biggest video ever to be released, James? No, I did not. 
He's never had such coverage. And now the mainstream press is ignoring it. And the big tech folks are trying to shut it down. I kid you not. Yeah, big tech goes full big brother. The very explosive video exposing Pfizer is important. They say that we remove this video because it's putting false narratives out there, the government and your big tech says. Project Veritas exposed this Pfizer exec, Jordan Walker. He basically said, hey, we're creating mutated vaccines. It's going to be a cash cow force. It's going to be incredible. We don't say that publicly, but that's the story. Now, listen, do you know how they caught Walker? You think, why would Walker just speak so plainly? Why would he tell the tale like that? Why would he be so open? You want me to tell you how and why? I can't wait. I'll do it. I'll do it on your radio. Listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Lance Pry. NFL quarterback Tom Brady makes it official again. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. Brady made the announcement Wednesday morning on social media. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so. Uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you. Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Republicans in the House of Representatives on Tuesday passed a series of bills related to the COVID-19 pandemic and vaccines. The first bill would officially declare an end to the public health emergency of the COVID-19 pandemic. The second bill would end the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers at institutions that receive federal funding. The Freedom for Healthcare Workers Act bill passed 227 to 203, with seven Democrats jumping on board. Representative Steve Scalise, the Republican from Louisiana. While they started applauding him, ultimately, they said that they would have to be fired if they didn't get the COVID vaccine. And thousands of healthcare workers were forced to lose their jobs. France's special forces captured a boatload of Iranian-supplied weapons and ammunition bound for militants in Yemen as part of an effort to contain Tehran. A French warship last month stopped a suspected smuggling ship off the Yemeni coast, where the French team discovered more than 3,000 assault rifles, a half million rounds of ammunition, and 20 anti-tank guided missiles. Our galaxy's neighbor, the Andromeda Galaxy, contains a black hole, which is traveling towards Earth at 110 kilometers per second. A supermassive black hole, which stars orbit around to maintain formation, will pose a threat to Earth in about 4 billion years. Lance Pry, USA News. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Campbell here, serial entrepreneur. Let's make sure your current payroll provider isn't overcharging you, shall we? First, go to your payroll provider's website to see what you're currently paying. Oh, what's that? You can't clearly see your pricing because your vendor is running a temporary sale or making you call for a free quote? <laughs> That's unfortunate. If you go to PatriotSoftware.com, you will instantly see our payroll pricing for companies with 1 to 100 employees. 
Well, there you go. At least now you know what you should be paying for payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. James Edwards, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. We're talking about this Veritas, Project Veritas video that came out. Literally, Jordan Tristan Walker says, hey, we're mutating vaccines so we can create, or mutating the virus, the COVID, so we can create vaccines. It's going to be a cash cow. It's going to be incredible. He was laughing, having a wonderful time. And you say, wait a minute, how would a Project Veritas guy be able to get this guy to talk so freely on camera? You don't know how they do this, do you, James? No, uh, I have I seen a either. lot of their videos. Tell me how. Yeah, I did not either until I read the behind-the-scenes uh, article on one of them. Now listen to this. Turns out that the Project Veritas guy set up a deal with Walker. Here's what it was. Walker thought he was on a homosexual date with the man who turned out to be a Project Veritas journalist. And uh, so he was thinking that we're on this date. I want to make sure that, you know, this guy likes me or whatever whacked out Walker's thinking. And Jordan Walker basically was trying to woo a date. They were on a date together at dinner or at, you know, a restaurant or whatever. And so he's spilling the beans because he's really trying to get really close to this guy he's on a date with. Thinking, all right, I'm going to score or whatever the case may be. I don't want to get too detailed on the radio. But and so that what happened is he came clean with stuff thinking that it would help his chances. He got <laughs> burned. There you go. So then later, uh, O'Keefe came in to confront him about the video because uh, he wanted to try to back away and say it wasn't true. Uh, and the guy assaulted O'Keefe literally directly. In your face. They had to call the cops and everything. Long story short, this is the biggest truthful video. And the guy got snookered because he was on a homosexual date. No wonder he spilled the beans, James. Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Is there any legal ramification? I guess not. I mean, just because you aren't being very honest with a guy like that, I, I obviously if there was anything to be concerned about, they wouldn't have done it. But however you could extract the truth, uh, I'm all for it if it serves the greater good. If people are engaged in malfeasance like that, I don't I think you see this is a problem that a lot of conservatives have. We have to always be up front. We have to be always so revealing and uh, exceedingly honest. I'm no, not we don't. Be dishonest. Hey, man, but, God but, told the prophet to say his wife was his sister. Come on now. See, that, that's what I'm talking about. You have to, you, you can't go in <laughs> and deal with these people with a hand tied behind your back. So if you have to come in under false pretenses to, to get information like this out, I, I've got no moral qualms about now, that. Now, i got a big challenge for these folks over at uh, the big pharma companies. You ready? If it's not true, if Jordan talked out a turn, let's transparently put all the documentation on the table. Let's go ahead and transparently and accountability. Let's do it before the American people on national TV. You want the greatest reality TV show you've ever seen? Let's go ahead and prove Jordan, whatever his name is, Jordan Tristan Walker. Let's prove him as a liar. If it's not true, let's prove him as a liar and have criminal prosecution for Jordan. 
for literally talking out of turn about his employer and lying. On the other hand, if it's true, oh, there you go, right? But he thought he was on a homosexual date. That's how that all unfolded, just so y'all But, you know, even know if it's true, it they're not even going to look into it. I, I, the not. powers that be are not even going to look into so he, he, yeah. he, Wait, he Kevin should. That, all Wait a minute, where's Kevin? Kevin and Donald could get together and look through this tomorrow, James. Donald could yeah, fund it. Yeah. Kevin could See, mandate it. Come on. That That's the thing. I, I mentioned we... Yeah, sure they could. The Republican, well, they said, you know, we're, oh, we're not going to go down that road with regards to impeaching Biden. You know, see, the, again, I'm not saying they're oh so good. They're criminally corrupt, too. But they're playing as if they are. Uh, and it, it, it's one reason conservatives always lose. Talked to Paul Craig Roberts last week. He tells you why we have this foreign policy that we do, who's funding it, how it happens, and why there's no diversity of opinion on the matter. Talked to Steve King several times in the last couple of months. He tells you exactly what happens. He had a great quote, Sam. He tells you exactly what happens if you're an idealistic, newly elected representative in Congress, House of Representatives or the Senate. You go in there. And exactly how it happens, how all of these people get turned. I mean, he laid it out, and it's just so simple. There's no conspiracy. It's just so simple. But he said, people don't go and change Washington. Washington changes the people, and, except for people like him, and that's why he's no longer there, <laughs> because they finally got rid of well, him. And, but- that, and that is the story, and he stands tall for telling us all how it goes down uh, and how it's real. Uh, but think about that, folks. Uh, we're in an epic battle. And we're telling the truth, folks. Now, the U.S. House of Representatives, I guess they're debating this right now, James, which I think is a waste of time. They're having a debate about and a vote on this Joint Resolution 7, they say, which would terminate the COVID state of national emergency declared by President Trump on March 13, 2020. Joe Biden says he'll end the COVID-19 Emergencies Act or whatever you want to say on May 11th. So I don't know why um, in February we're working on this when Joe's going to get rid of it in May or whatever else. But here's the problem with the whole discussion. Uh, Number one, it was Donald Trump that put this state of emergency in place in the first place. Wrongfully so, James. Yeah, people forget that. Uh, That's absolutely right. People forget that. And then he ran about being, you know, the one that was going to open everything up. He was the one who did it. And I don't again, he I think he probably got cowed and steamrolled. He 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 didn't open everything up. We're still suffering from his. No, well, I know that, but he was the one who was acting like he was fighting to open everything up, even though he was the one who who, who shut it all down. Now, a lot of the states were able to to do it, and I guess he gave the states the leeway uh, to to do that to an extent. But yeah, so I I had read that Biden supposed supposedly, or whoever's handling Biden, I, I can't remember who the chief of staff is. That's uh, he just got a new chief of staff. That's really the president. You know, acting on, not on his own behalf either, but at the behalf of the people who were pulling the strings. At any rate, um, Biden is supposedly going to just drop everything as it would have been in like 2019 before all this happened. Supposedly in March, I guess we'll see. But I mean, you know, as far as it goes, anything goes. In well, here's right my response, anyway. though. And this is why I say that McCarthy and Kerr are liars and so is everybody else. The president doesn't have the right to keep an emergency rule in place. The president doesn't have the authority to just dismantle it or drop it. The laws of this country are in the hands of the legislative body. That is the House and Senate, not the executive branch, ladies and gentlemen. So if you understand the Constitution and the checks and balances, look, no offense, but Joe has no authority whatsoever. 
In fact, there's no such thing as emergency powers in the Constitution as they're described or used in any way. So all Kevin has to say is, listen to me, people. We are going to abolish this emergency baloney now. There's no constitutional provision for it. If the president acts under that authority, we're going to call for his arrest and impeachment immediately. We're not going to fund anything relating to some pretend emergency. We hold the purse strings, and that's all there is to it. But see, what Kevin's going to do is go, let's debate this. Let's talk about this. Let's have media ops. Uh, Joe's going to get rid of it in March or April. We promise. But it all started unconstitutionally with Donald. And now Kevin doesn't have the guts to separate powers and stand for honor at all. James? No, and then again... Where am I wrong on this? You're not wrong on any of it. I mean, Kevin McCarthy is... is he really is an embodiment of everything that the Republican base stands against. And the Republican base is moving. They are moving really rapidly in our direction over the course of the last six, seven years. I mean, it's just poll after poll, data-driven analysis after data-driven analysis flesh this out. However, still, though, and these people will eventually die off and retire at the at the Republican National Committee level, and certainly at the level of uh, that Kevin McCarthy's operating on, you've still got the Mitch McConnell type, this old school uh, li- liberal Republican leadership. Uh, deep state. It's beginning Republican, to change. Yeah. It, it, yeah, deep state. That you can call it that too. That that's fair and that's true. Uh, but the Shadow base is moving. You keep going, still you know? got people like this though that are that are up there. But um, but you know that 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 can change. Uh, and, and again, that will change uh, one way or another, whether it's through nuclear war or, or something else. It would probably be extra political. But uh, these people, no empire stands the test of time. There's not been one. There's not been one that's gotten this bloated and this corrupt that has endured. They always fall. And America's going to be no exception. All right. Amen to that reality check. And uh, our prayers are that we prepare people that understand the supreme law of the land and insist on it so that we can preserve the nation till the Lord comes. I'm going to give James three stories. We're going to skip the next break, by the way. And I'm going to give James three stories. I'm just going to give him the teaser headline, and I want to see which one he wants to cover. How do you like that, James? I like this. I like this. Little, uh, All right. Let's make a deal. It's like a game show. Election under investigation after double votes counted. That's one of them. The second one is U.S. corn farmers sound alarm. The third one is black Americans are much more likely to get audited by the IRS. Uh, <laughs> boy, when you uh, Big Jim Folsom, who was a former governor of Alabama, uh, had a great line one uh, one time. Uh, he said, if you bait the trap like that, you're going to catch Big Jim every time. Well, you <laughs> you put a honey bun in that trap. I'm going to go with the last one. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. I kid you not. This is New York Times right now. I watch the enemy, folks, is what I do. That's why I quote from these guys, because it's so comical to dig into what they think is vital. They think they're making a a very good point to protect black people right now, you see. But the headline says black Americans are much more likely to face tax audits. A tax audit study finds, study by, or, uh, the articles by Jim Tangersley, I think is how you say his name from the New York Times, uh, James, what do you think of this, though? They did a study, and they're like, blacks are getting abused by the IRS now. Who are the racists well, now, mainstream press? 
it's hard to believe, but let's just, for argument's sake, say that it's true. Why, why would it be true uh, if it is? And I would have to hazard a guess in it being that you, you do have, it's just a fact, you, you, you got a lot of uh, people in the, in, the, in the black percentage of the population that are on government subsidies, and I mean, you know, more so than the rest of us, and I, I'm talking about, I mean, we all... Uh, I, I guess are to to some extent we get tax refunds we get all this stuff, but um, you know in terms of just flat out assistance with their rent assistance with childcare assistance with groceries they used to call it food stamps I think they call it SNAP now you know all of these things that lower income people get uh, you are going to have a, a pretty significant percentage of that portion of the population that are on those things so if you are claiming those of course you have to be under a certain threshold of income so if they are getting audited i would say more than them being targeted because they're black which is obviously not the reason why it would be happening it would have to be happening because they are taking this government assistance that that kind of government assistance and the government is trying to make sure that they aren't you know bringing in an income that would uh disqualify them for that and also you know dipping in both pills i guess you could say that that would be my yeah there you have it there you have it mainstream press new york times says this though a new report documents systemic discrimination in how the irs selects people for audit they say with implications on the funding for the irs now don't you know that black taxpayers james so you're not a, just a taxpayer, you're a black one, okay? They say Washington, <laughs> uh, and I find this fascinating. I didn't know that there was black and white taxpayers in, in, in my mind. I, I don't understand why we even want to distinguish that. Because in my mind, uh, you know, this shouldn't even be a discussion. But they say this, black taxpayers are at least three times as likely to be audited by the IRS than other taxpayers so you're either a black taxpayer or another taxpayer james but three times as likely to be audited i find that interesting now what are they saying it's because of systemic racism these racist irs auditors are going after blacks i mean that's just uh yeah well i I mean and i say it's absolutely completely bogus now is it true that it's happening Yes, it is. Is it true that everybody's just a racist running around and going, hey, man, there's a black taxpayer? Now, here's a question. How does the IRS know that somebody's a black taxpayer? Well, I mean, I think on your James taxes, Edwards, you have- is that a black dude or a white dude over there? Sam Well, Bushman, they could tell dude, uh, dude, on, you know? on, your, on your tax returns, they ask for your race. I don't guess you have to answer oh, whoa, it, but if you do, that's how they, they know. They ask for your race? Why? Yeah, race is a social construct, they they tell us. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many sensible people actually believe that. There are certain differences between different groups of humanity. But in any event, they tell us it's a social construct. If it's a social construct, why? What, what's the significance of it? That if we're all just one uh, human, uh, we all bleed red, et cetera, et cetera, why, why do they need to <laughs> no, it's You a, ready? Uh, now, here's what they say. They say that the people don't know what race they are. You want to know what it is? It's biased computer programmers programmed racism 
into the auditing computers. So what we need is more funding so we can get racism out of the computers, James. Well, let me tell you. Let me let, let me tell you. So this whole thing, systemic racism means that black welfare recipients are, are getting audited. I mean, that's what they're saying here, because I believe that's who it is. I don't think it's your average uh, working class, blue collar, middle class, you know, black worker who's paying his taxes and doing everything right. I don't think those are the ones that are getting. Uh, disproportionately targeted it's got to be people that are taking these things the government's making sure that they're they're taking them under the confines of the law which you know welfare i got a problem with out of hand but 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 th- 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 so this is systemic racism you know the, the situation in memphis where everybody knows tyree nichols you had five black cops who beat to death a a, a black man uh, that was white supremacy and and, and I, i'm seeing now here in the boston globe um that ron DeSantis. It has been described as a fascist and a white supremacist, and they even added that he was white supremacy's helicopter parent. Now, what that means, if the reference is to uh, Augusto Pinochet, uh, who was an authoritarian uh, ruler down in South America, and uh, enemies, uh, his enemies, they, he would take them on helicopter rides, or his his uh, you know agents would take people on a helicopter ride. And that means you know you get up in a helicopter, you fly over the jungle, and you get thrown out. Uh, but so they're saying Ron DeSantis is like that. So you know that that that's how far it's 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 gotten. Everything and it really is losing its sting. Everything is systemic racism now. Five cop, black cops beating a black suspect is is white supremacy. Um, if a black welfare recipient gets audited, it's white supremacy. Ron DeSantis is a white supremacist murderer. Uh, it's just, it's, it's so out of, you know, I wrote a book about it in 2010. It has gone so far beyond what it was then, which was already beyond remarkable. It, it has to surely people are, 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 are getting numb to this. I, I mean, I know that they are. Uh, and at, at some point, it's, they're not going to be able to hold the populist conservative folks at bay with these career-killing words i'm super redneck just so you know ladies and gentlemen but they claim these computers are at fault the computers are racist and that's the problem it's not the people it's not it's these computers are created and they're racist computers (laughs) don't you know and so here's my idea james where's kevin mccarthy instead of hanging out with joaquin jeffries uh elon musk uh joe biden uh mitch mcconnell all these you know whatever why doesn't Mitch or why doesn't Kevin McCarthy say, hey, you know what? I agree. The IRS is a racist organization. It's beyond repair, beyond recovery. It's a criminal organization without any constitutional provisions supporting it whatsoever. Because it's racist, we're shutting it down now. We are defunding all 100 percent of the IRS immediately. Uh, that's well, see, and this is what yeah. the Republicans Why, run where on is now. Kevin, this is what I mean. If they're going to do real, honest Republican, we're going to get it done. Follow us. We're going to save you. We're going to. Why don't they start there? If it's a racist well, organization, if it's unconstitutional, shut it down. All the Marjorie, black should be rewarding your efforts. Now, here's the thing. Oh, I, I got an answer for that. And then I want to circle back to one thing that I think it, it w- would make for an interesting uh, bit of conversation. It's called messaging bills. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene did propose something like that uh, the first week after they finally elected McCarthy, and it didn't go anywhere. It can't go anywhere because the Republicans only control the lower chamber. They only control the Doesn't House. Doesn't matter. Any, they control the purse strings. We'll just defund well, it all. They could do, okay, they could do some things like that, but in, in terms of passing actual legislation and law, 
Uh, they're not going to do that because it's going to get spiked in the Senate. But so, but they and they are proposing these really good bills. I mean, some of them are actually quite good. But yeah, they they're they doing it they know they knowing that's exactly right. And see, that's the thing. But that's back why I'm in 2016. Just say we don't back care in, what you think, Senate. We don't care if you pass it. We're not funding it. Done. Okay, that, that's what they could and should do. But with regards to but legislation, they, they know it's not going to pass. So they can send these messaging bills up to their base, knowing that the Demo- they can count on their Democratic buddies to spike it in the Senate. But here's the thing. The Republicans did have absolute power in 2016, right after Trump was elected. They had the, the House of Representatives, they had the Senate, and they had the White House, and they did nothing. They didn't even try to do anything. All of these bills that they're doing now, knowing that they can't go anywhere, you know, that, that they can be cavalier uh, because they know they're not going to get called on it, and it's not going to be on them. They are by uh, me, buddy. W- when, they, when, they had, when they had we'll the opportunity to actually do these time, things. And I'm going to provide a solution, too. They went straight into the uh, Paul Ryan, neocon, rhino type of stuff. That's the kind of stuff they worked on for the two years until the Democrats took back control in, in, in 2018. But now I, I, I got I just find I got, this interesting, though. Think about that, though. Why not just shut down the IRS? It's unconstitutional. It's racist. Uh, it abuses the citizens. The Republicans under the Newt Gingrich days literally but had he, on TV people covering their faces and talking in weird voices about their abuses of the IRS and all this stuff, right? Why not just shut it down once and for all? Here it is. Just kill that cash cow for government raping the family and of their wallets. Have, Kevin, get it done, buddy. Why have such a complicated, completely... A tax code that's completely, you, you can't navigate it. Uh, if 10% is enough for God, it's got to be enough for Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden. A 10% flat tax across the board, regardless of your level of income, you pay 10%. You know, and you don't, and even that may be too much. Then you're giving up, you know, you give 10% to God, you can live off 80%, no doubt about it. But, but here's, I mean, we're paying more than that now. But all of them, here's the thing it's not just that they're taking too much money. And the IRS is out of control and criminally corrupt, just like all the other agencies and branches of government. The money that they do get, they completely, complete. I don't want to say waste. I mean, they're doing it for the reasons that they want to do it. But none of it benefits us. How's it benefiting me to give a hundred, uh, what is a hundred billion, hundred billion, ten, however many tens of billions, a trillion, hundred billion dollars, I think, to to. Um, uh, the puppet Zelensky and, and, and the puppet government in Ukraine. How, how's that benefiting the American taxpayer to $100 billion? We talked about that with Paul Kirk Roberts, who was, again, the assistant secretary of the Treasury. He's got a Ph.D. in economics, talking a lot about the, the financing of this whole thing. Uh, but all of it, welfare, I mean, you name it, all the ways that our money is misallocated, our tax money. Yeah, I mean, 10% flat tax, that would just make too much uh, sense, though, I guess. But you, you said something about uh, the machines. You remember <laughs> Sam and I... Uh, the machines are racist. The computers are racist. Um, Darn right, man. The, you remember that great conversation we had? We were coming back from a friend's baptism in uh, yeah. In, uh, uh, and you Missouri. said that the that the computers robots were going to take over. Yeah. Well, at that point, I was worried about it. I was thinking of like a Terminator Two type of thing. But now I can't wait for it. I, 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 I told you, yeah, it's comical, been, dude. 
There's been so many articles. Now we know what racist means. If if, if you get caught, yeah. it, it's gone so far listen, beyond something. Let me let me take this to the next level for you uh, along this conversation. So me and James were in a private vehicle discussing robots, and he was saying, "Hey, robots might just take over." And I'm saying, "Not even a chance." I'm an IT guy for a living. It's really hard to bring up systems and make them run. It's really easy to take them down and stop them. So if they get too tyrannical with the robots, we can stop them. And James is like, "Well, you know, yeah, but they might have you know guns and." armor and things where you can't stop them very easy that may be true but it's all an electricity discussion but nevertheless here's what's funny about that james i don't know if you know this do you know what chat gpt is no all right chat gpt is an ai artificial intelligence bot that everybody is using right now that can write articles it can i mean you can tell it whatever you want oh yeah yeah no i have seen that yeah for you all right so i've been playing with this chat gpt and we told it, hey, who is Sam Bushman? And it came back and said, Sam Bushman is a Liberty Round Table Talk Show host, well-known for conservative constitutional views. It was very fair, very complimentary of me, actually. Anyway, I bring this all up because then we said to ChatGPT, write an article about liberty in the style of Sam Bushman. You want to know what the title of its article was? Liberty, the cornerstone of our republic. That's pretty good. And man, it wrote an article, and I swear it was written by me. It really wasn't. It was written by this bot. But I'm telling you, it used phrases that I use on my radio show and everything. It was shocking. Yeah. It's it just incredible. So uh, these bots are getting smarter and smarter and smarter. They'll never hey, take over the point. world because I know how to take them down, though. But all I'm telling <laughs> you right now is that they're getting intelligent to the point it, it's just shocking. So we read that article on the air. I'll send it to you so you can read it, James. But it's amazing. Yeah, I want to know how to play around with that. I wonder what the bot would say about me. I know it's going to read my Wikipedia article. Well, I asked terrible, if it. But... I said, who is James <laughs> Edwards? And it said, there's several people by the name of James Edwards in the world and da 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 So you got to give it a little bit more information, right? All right, well, we'll see. I, I, I bet it's going to be the ADL bot for me. I'm going to get the, the SPLC bot. Well, but, we can, now, we can the, help you learn how to log in and get it all set up and play with it, but it's fascinating yeah. is the point. No, I, ha- I have heard about that. Well, that's the, that's the thing. They are getting smarter. you got to think. You remember regular 8-bit Nintendo back when you know I was a kid back in the yes, 80s? That was like advanced technology. Now look at what they're doing uh, with these games. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, so that's just happened within the course of about 30, a little less than 40 years. So, yeah, give AI another couple of decades and, you, and we'll and see where it's And you also at. heard that Microsoft says now they can take three seconds of your speech and then make a robot speak just like you, right? That, I see. I mean, where are we going so with I, this? What I kind of said we could do is we could get this chat GPT, GPT, if it knows so much about me, get the Microsoft to take a little bit of my voice. Then it can do the talk show and I can go on vacation. There's only one problem with that plan. You know what it is? I'm trying to get cash, baby. Oh, you gotta, you gotta pay for your own robot. <laughs> hey, I, I, I gotta say that the, the robots could help us though. You know, they're, they're having to shut down a lot of this AI because the AI just takes, uh, it might be too much to get into. I hear the music. Maybe we can come back with this. It's Sam's call. Maybe we can spend a minute or two in the second hour. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. Let's do it. If you got time, James, I'm ready to go. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we, the people, who turn to God Almighty cannot be beat. Write that down. We win, people. So the goal is now to gird up your loins, to take action, to get on your knees and pray hard and repent, and then stand up and go to work because we're preparing a nation. That's right, for Christ to return. I testify he lives, he was resurrected. Ladies and gentlemen, God save 
the Republic of the United States of America. the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Live, hard-hitting, always spot on. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. This is our two of two. This is the broadcast for February the 1st in the year of our Lord, 2023. We use the supreme law, the Constitution, the checks and balances, rejecting revolution, standing for people restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Man, have we got a road to hoe to prepare the people for the Savior, Jesus Christ, to come. Uh, bureaucrats and professional do-gooders that are all criminal, the deep state, the shadow government, it's got to fall first. We all know that. The problem is we don't like to focus on that because it makes it sound like we're anarchists or that we're anti-government. See, that's why we don't really highlight those realities. This, that'll just naturally occur. Meanwhile, we'll pray to God. Meanwhile, we'll obey the law. Meanwhile, we'll hold the moral high ground, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the broadcast. Can computers hold the moral high ground? (laughs) Depends on who controls them, folks. Welcome to the broadcast. James Edwards with me, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Welcome back. We're talking about bots. I just emailed James Edwards the chat GPT uh, response. Write an article about liberty in the style of Sam Bushman. That was the question we asked, and we got back. We read this yesterday on the air, by the way. What do you say to it, James? Ladies and gentlemen, I read this. Uh, first of all, I got to say, uh, uh, we are uh, wheels up for family vacation. I was going to leave after the first hour, <laughs> but I have such a good time with Sam. I said, hey, let's finish breakfast. Take your time on breakfast. I got to get back on for a few more minutes because I love the conversation. I've known my brother Sam Bushman Oh, gosh. Uh, 15 years. 15 so years if like I've known him a minute. Basically, because I knew about you, yeah. and then in 09, we started the network and put you on as one of the first shows we had. So it was really 08 we got to know each other well. Right, and I knew of him by reputation uh, and by accomplishment, you know, for a little while before we actually started working personally together. Anyway, so I've known him for a long time, listened to a lot of his speeches, a lot of his, I read a lot of his writings, and phone conversations on the radio with him. I know how this man thinks, and I know how this man speaks. And I read, ladies and gentlemen, during the commercial break, in between the first and second hour, uh, this completely AI-generated speech that it wrote in the style of Sam Bushman. And it, I think it, it was it's it was incredible. I, I can't it's I can't I, there, I I can't. I don't know if I have the words to tell you how spot on this thing was and how a computer could have could have done that, you know, and just on the on the, you know in, in, in nanoseconds, it, it was every bit as good or maybe even better than what we could have produced. And it, it sounded Agreed. just like it was very good. Agreed. And it, it didn't have a lot of the um, a lot of the mistakes or grammatical or spe- spelling error errors that uh, some of the early AI would do, like Google Translate, for instance, uh, some years ago. So this uh, right. this is something. So that's a good thing. That that's a good thing. And and so you know, years ago we were telling you at the tail end of the first hour, we we're having this conversation. You know, we're on a long car ride, and you know how conversations can meander, and you just get into <laughs> to rabbit holes. And so we're talking about AI, and I'm like, no, nah, I, I I just really think the future is going to be like uh, 
Terminator 2. Because, you know, in the sci-fi, the machines always kill the people because of what? They don't like climate change or something goofy like that. But but now I'm thinking, okay, you know, the machines are going to, to probably, uh, you know, have a bigger role in the, in the future than they do now. I don't know exactly how far it can go. Uh, but if they do, I'm not so sure they might not be on the side of the just. How about this, Sam? Consider this. Consider this. The machines become God's instrument on earth to restore order. Now, how would that be? Well, the machines are the invention of the creator. The creator are humans uh, whose creator is God. What if we've gotten ourselves in such a mess that the machines somehow... Uh, come in and level the playing field again uh, in the name of righteousness. Uh, you, you know, obviously the people who are programming these uh, machines are probably not uh, in the way of our thinking. But uh, this was something that I was encouraged by. Not only are machines already cranking out great speeches for a great man like Sam, but a lot of these robots, so they put in all of this data, all of the, the, the things that are going on in the world. And the machines just look at this in effect based and data-driven and in rational way as a as a computer might do they just interpret the data as it is they're not told uh, that you know all of the crazy emperor has no clothes type of stuff that we humans are are forced to believe by the narratives or they're trying to force us to believe the machines just see that so you know they had to actually kill some of these robots because when they showed them a picture of, for instance, a, a black man, it, it, the machine had a negative reaction. He thought, you know, that, that this is something that, according to FBI crime statistics, just one example, you know, that it might be more propensity to violence or, 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 or crime or violent crime. So they had to keep killing these machines because they were so-called racist, but all they were doing was interpreting the data uh, that the real world gives them without any psychobabble, Humanities professors. Which is, think how many evidences are out there and cases closed and cases continued and documents and articles and TV interviews about black crime. That all rises to the top and hits the narrative that, and the computer just says, well, here it is. And they're going, wait, well, the, the computer wait, didn't try to, to hold to, on that. Right? Same yeah, what with the IRS algorithm we are talking about. Yeah, so going back, yeah, go, but yeah, the computer didn't get into this, oh, well, obviously, it's why, you know, it didn't get into any of this made-up stuff because the computer deals with facts. Anyway, that was just one thing. So I don't know now if the computers might not be an ally, uh, their, the, their, their inventors be damned, God's will be yeah, done. It, but it, anyway. They can be allies if we insist on it, and if we, the people, work and make that be the case, like I started out the broadcast. Technology is neither good nor evil, folks. It all depends on who controls it and what they use it for. But I just got this chat GPT thing. And now if I ever go to court and they tell you that I'm anti-government or if any media person tells you that I'm anti-government or that I'm against America or that I'm, you know, somehow uh, a conspiracy theorist or this, that, I'm just going to send them the chat GPT article and say, Your Honor, this is what the blogosphere, the AI world thinks of me this is what they mirrored back when hey write an article about liberty and the viewpoints the style the understanding the beliefs of sam bushman here's what it came back with do you find anything in there violent anything in there sinister anything in there racist anything in there anti-government anything there a threat to society a domestic threat of any kind in any way at all your honor i need you to submit this to the jury your honor so they can go ahead and read in the style of sam bushman what the ai world the whole blogosphere thinks of me 
Yeah, what do you think of that, James? That's it, and it's just going to come down to whether or not the programmers are going to be able to program a computer to think irrationally as humans do. That's the thing. You'd have to somehow make a computer who just takes fact-based evidence and arrives at a, at a logical yeah, they conclusion. Won't, they won't. What they'll do is put their racist matrix in place. What they'll do is they'll add all these criminal activities. Uh, eventually, these bots will be controlled, just like the Google bots. Think of this chat GPT as kind of Google on steroids. You can ask it anything, and buddy, it can come back, and it's way more intelligent. It's like Google on steroids, next-gen search engine slash combined with uh, whatever you want to say. Uh, and I, I bring this up because they've now taken Google and they've manipulated it to hate you and me. They manipulated it to call things conspiracy, to call things this, that. Oh, sure. Never mind that it's conspiracy fact. They'll eventually do this with chat GPT. But so far, uh, it's been very honorable. I asked it, is the CSPOA uh, a legitimate organization? And it came back and said, hey, it depends on your viewpoints. To many people, it's legitimate. Uh, to some people, it's not. And anyway, it wrote a pretty good article about that. Uh, and it was fair-minded, as you point out. It's up to you and I to keep the computers fair-minded, James, meaning we the people. If we tolerate the Googles of the world, we're going to get what we get. If we push well, back, the, though, we can stand up. You're the tech guy. Uh, so I, I don't know what the difference is, but there obviously is a difference between some of these AI-type robots versus software algorithms like 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 google uh, because the, the robots are getting shut down whereas google is is working like a charm it, it, it gives you back the the official narrative every time and uh, brings you back the returns that solidify the narrative of the establishment so on and so forth so i i don't know i mean obviously yeah, I'm so not the saying... freedom fighters put the bots together and they're non-biased and they just roll now government's going to have to somehow back into this open this is, by the way, it's called open AI, just so you understand. Open artificial intelligence. And the problem is now the open free world, kind of like the Bitcoins of the world and everybody else at some point, cranked up this technology. Eventually, government will take it over and control it and Googleize it. But until then, it's a modicum of freedom for right now. And just like our broadcasts, you know, before 25 plus years ago, I saw the Internet coming out and I saw this is really 30 years ago. And I saw this was an opportunity for broadcasting like no other. And people laughed at me. They're like, oh, come on, Sam, go buy a radio station. And I went, no, you guys hold on now. Well, now look where we are. And I'm telling you right now, this is another um, fight for freedom that eventually will probably get commandeered and controlled by the shadow government. But until then, we can use it to our advantage. Uh, and we can hopefully wise up this time and prevent complete control like Google and Twitter. And, okay, Elon Musk just went and met with Joaquin Jeffries and Kevin McCarthy. And he said, how can I make my algorithms fair to both sides of the aisle here? What that really means is how can I continue to be under government thumb but pretend that I'm not? Okay, Elon Musk just lied to you. But we have got to make sure that these next technological advances do not fall under the control of government mandating big tech and them being in bed together to betray us all. That the more we wise up to this, the better chance we have, James. Yeah, and I I could never say that a machine would have any level of consciousness, but I wonder if it would have just enough awareness to not be concerned, not needing food and and shelter and an income. Hold on, can you skip the break? Well, I'll tell you something else I know. So when the computers and the bots come after me that are armed to the teeth and relentless. 
I'm going to just go to the frigid North Country, buddy, and it's going to be so cold those bots can't even walk. <laughs> you right, know, I'm going to freeze their batteries right on down <laughs> and run them flat out of electricity, and they'll just be so shut down. Look, their 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 chips cannot handle the freezing cold, buddy. Go take your cell phone out, even when it gets below yep, 32 degrees, right. and it can't even work. All right, what happens just, when I'm in there and it's minus 10, buddy? I was just about to say that that's ah, funny. Just shut that robot right on down there. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, you may have to. That that's right. I was just about to say, you know, even with your iPhone, if you take it out on a snowy weather day, it it gets real lethargic and you know just crawls. Uh, but yeah, so I, with a with a, a a robot. Now this is just purely speculative, but uh, you know, not needing shelter and income and and uh, social prestige and a cocktail party invitation. I wonder if they would have just enough awareness not to care about the consequences that humans so fear and you know i don't know i don't i don't know but again god god will god's will be done if, if they're intended to be an instrument of his will then then uh, they will be yeah and if not like i mean you know, what do we have to lose we, we already got the entire everything against us anyway if you, if you just add machines to it That's i don't right. know how much worse off we are it's five degrees where i intend to, to bug out if needs be it'll be minus two tonight james you think them bots are going to be coming after me buddy well they could wait till the summer then what are you going to do well, they wait till the summer. I've still got other ways. I'm just kind of giving you a hint that I'm pretty smart. I'm not going to tell you all the ways. I'll take them suckers out, buddy. Uh, we'll get a Tesla coil or something. Uh, that was from an old old game, uh, old computer game. There's two ways to cause problems for transistors and computers and chips. You ready? One is not elect- not enough electricity. The other one is too much electricity, James. Okay. Okay. What's uh, yeah? Either, oh, uh, yeah, no, nothing, well. yeah. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Too much electricity. That's the thing. That that's this weapon in this game I was referring to. You, uh, it's a it's an electrical coil that just yeah, shocks them and shuts them down. Yeah. Anyway, very yeah. interesting conversation about Chat GPT. Everybody's playing with it. Everybody thinks this is the next. I don't know what you want to call it. Best future solution or whatever. Um, and, I, and I think it's, it's neat technology. It's fascinating. It's interesting. But, ladies and gentlemen, the real battle is are we going to demand peaceful control of it? Or will the shadow government in bed with big tech demand a very sinister use for this technology? You saw the first round of Google, Facebook, Twitter, and the like and how it's been literally used to manipulate elections, to deceive all of us, to lie, to force false narrative. Uh, So we've caught them at it. Now, if we the people don't wake up and demand difference going forward, we get what we deserve, James. Yep, that's exactly right. And uh, we don't deserve his grace. We don't deserve a bailout. We were the ones who uh, allowed all of this to happen. I mean, at the end of the day, obviously not we as in me and you and and the listeners of of this radio network but our our people at at large uh, just got too decadent and uh, too comfortable and they they just completely let go of the reins as uh you know it was warned by our founding fathers if you can keep it well we didn't keep it and and so i don't know if we deserve a bailout but well we uh, don't and i'll tell you why let me give you an example here's the next story but it relates completely U.S. corn farmers sound alarm. Yeah, you know what their problem is, James? What's that? They say it's the most catastrophic problem ever faced by farmers. Yeah. There's a new law in Mexico. Yeah. Fox Business says Mexico 
is enacting a new law that would ban U.S. imports of genetically modified corn. So now Mexico doesn't want our genetically modified corn. They're the biggest corn buyer of American corn ever. They purchase more than $10 billion from the United States annually. And, well, the problem is they don't want our genetically modified corn. And the farmers say, we're unable to produce corn that's not genetically modified. Now, how stupid are we? Why would we, buy, why would we uh, do genetically modified corn in the first place? The farmer thought he was going to get rich with incredible yields, and now he finds out he's been played for a sucker by your government, and, and now Mexico doesn't want your modified corn, and now the farmers are in massive trouble, James. You know what? My wife was just reading something about what's going on with corn and, and how the, of course, the American family farm is all but a, a relic of a better past. But, yeah, I mean, this this whole thing, we're, we're the, you know, there's a lot. This is a whole other conversation, obviously, and a whole other thread and topic of that deserves a, a deep dive. But what they're doing with food and, you know, the push for eating bugs and getting rid of meat and getting rid of legitimate vegetables and you're eating all of this stuff that's scientifically modified, genetically engineered – that's all scary stuff. It's 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 a, what happened to what happened to, to just growing your own food and raising your own stuff. It's uh... yeah, people aren't doing that, buddy. They don't know about it. That's my whole point. Is we've got to learn to grow our own food. We've got to learn. It, it, look, if we believe that America is not going to be the same in the future as it once has hitherto been, you better not just think food grows at the store. <laughs> well, this you is something too. Start to understand this, right? This is something that Danny has been huge on. I mean, she's really been, I don't want to say on a kick as if it's a trivial thing. I mean, she's really gotten committed about this and to the, the betterment of our entire family. Uh, the last few years, uh, just trying to eat as clean as possible. Uh, th- so much stuff that gets, uh, so much of the additives and the chemicals that get put in our food, whether it's you know potato chips or just whatever, just about everything, uh, aren't, aren't even legal in most of the world. Uh, they're banned in most of the world, but here in America, and, and, well, that's you know why so many Americans are obese now. Yeah, most farmers are not set up to grow this non-GMO corn either, so it's a problem. And I don't know why we fell for the GMO corn in the first place, James. I don't know if it was just uh, filthy lucre on the minds of farmers, where they're like, "Hey, I can get rich and have the monster crop," or what? But I don't blame anybody but the farmers here. They shouldn't have been on the on the government's manipulated dole in the first place. We don't need to depend on all these exports and all these imports. That's another thing we need to understand. America should have very little import and export. If the world's going to be so hostile to our way of life, so communistic and so socialistic and against everything we stand for, why not just go internal and say, look, we're going to import only the things we need. We're going to export only the things that or everything that we possibly can. Uh, we're going to find out what the world wants. We're the freest, best-built economy in the world. And we're going to, you know, hey, we'll export a ton. We'll import very little. Why don't we start to fundamentally understand this and get it done? Jet- jettison your genetically modified, whacked-out corn. Create real corn for the American people. You know, I, I am not as up to speed on this particular issue as I am uh, some of the more standard fare. But I can promise you this. It's always going to come down to the money. Whatever lobbying organization on behalf of a big agra, uh, whatever they are paying is what's going to become uh, the, the norm, and everybody else is going to get squeezed out. And all of the people that are in charge of the decision-making process on this, no matter how unhealthy it is, no matter how bad it is for 
America in the long run. Uh, the money's going to win out, and it's just it, again, it's just not a. You don't have to have wild, harebrained ideas about how how all of this stuff works. It's just the money talks and the money wins every time. You're right about that fact. But James, look, I'm up on every subject everywhere on the planet all the time. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. All right, I am like chat. I am like chat GPT on steroids. All right. Yeah, you're like the living now, embodiment of it. Let me let me tell you why I, I'm this way. It's not that I know everything about everything, folks. It isn't because I don't. In fact, I know a, a, a little about a lot of things. Uh, I don't know a lot about many things. But here's what I do know. <laughs> I know how to put it in the reference point of the supreme law of our land. I know how to put it in the reference point of God's laws. I know how to put it in the reference point of God's ordained traditional family. I know how to plug any subject, any topic, anytime, anywhere into the principles that matter most for our lives. Why are you here? What are you meant to do on earth? Where are you going after this life? Okay, I can answer those questions. I can give you guidance. So what I'm saying is I don't know everything about everything, but I can take any topic and apply it to the principles at hand, the fundamental reasons this radio show exists, which is we highlight reality as it really is. We talk about problems as they really are. We tell the truth. We're truth tellers, but we have solutions for the problems we face. It's not that I'm a rocket scientist. It's not that I'm actually that smart at all. In fact, I'm kind of stupid a little bit. But I have the ability to plug this in to the principles that we've been taught about God, family, and country throughout Earth's history, throughout God's dealings with man, throughout Jesus Christ and his resurrection, throughout all these you know, changes in societal reality, you know, modern technology and so on and so on. And I can take these topics and plug them in with relevant content that relates to you and me, that relates to freedom versus tyranny, that relates to our responsibilities, that relates to our opportunities, that relates to, okay, I can do a SWOT analysis on any topic. And I can basically come back with intelligent information, not because I'm so brilliant, because I am learning and continue to study the principles that make the world tick. It isn't about every topic under the sun that I have to know about. It's understanding the underlying principles and being able to apply them on the fly. James, that's the practice that we all need to gain as we go forward in this world. All right? That is the key to the exercise. It isn't that I'm so brilliant, but it is that I'm a good reader, and I'm a good internalizer, and I'm a good applier of knowledge and principles. And, okay, this is all that it takes for us. And I spend my time on this because I think it's a solution for all of us. We can apply these things. Don't think that the world's got you beat. It doesn't, James. And neither do the computers. <laughs> well, look, my, my thoughts on the computers, as I said, has changed a little bit. I'm, I'm counting on them now <laughs> instead of fearing Does them. Does your but... computer believe in God? <sighs> well, my government certainly doesn't, and my media doesn't, and uh, everybody controls. But I do, now. and that is the deciding factor, James. That is the well, winning maybe... solution, James. Who knows? Maybe the computer that's going to help us will be invented by somebody who does. I mean, again, you know, all, all the advancements in medicine. I mean, th this isn't science that's doing this. It's uh, the creation creating these things. And uh, so it all goes back to God at the, at the yeah, end. Yeah, everybody day. wonders what the military has or the government has. And whatever technology we see, they must have 10 times that amount of technology. They're way beyond what we know. That's all true. But you know what? The private sector, the open technology people, 
the white hats, so to speak. We've got a gazillion pieces of technology that we ain't shown yet either, James. Well, and, and, and you, you can just never predict. I mean, there, there are going to be things that happen and uh, things that break that you, you would have never expected. This, this whole thing, I think, is just all too bloated to endure. Again, the nation will, even if the country doesn't. And that's, that's fine. Right. Again, God's will be done in all things for the glory of his people. And, uh, you know, I, I tell you what, one of the biggest impediments to Christianity in the world right now is America. Uh, the United States is just at, at, not the people. Not the people, but the institutions of this country are vehemently anti-Christian. Everything coming out of American media. Hey, man, do you know about the great, the great tomato fights, James? No. You don't know about the great tomato fights, man? I don't know the great tomato fights. It's called La Tomatina. It's a huge it tomato flight. I know you got to fly. Listen to your radio. We'll let you go, and I'll tell you all about it in seconds on your radio. Love you, brother. Talk to you again soon. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Prime. Nine states have officially asked a federal judge in Texas Tuesday to strike down the former President Obama DACA program that protects illegal immigrants who were brought to the United States as children. Also known as DREAMers, the lawsuit wants to start phasing out the program over two years, arguing that the rule, which affects roughly 800,000 people, is unconstitutional. The combination of moisture from the Gulf of Mexico and Arctic air spilling south from Canada is resulting in a long-duration ice storm for millions of people across at least eight states. Two people in Texas have died as sleet, snow, freezing rain made road and air travel nearly impossible in Dallas on Tuesday. The forecast says it will spread northeast with time lasting through early Thursday in some areas. Gambling with the future of the Southwest, states that rely on the Colorado River for water came up with no deal. The January 31st federal deadline to reach a deal on cutting water use by the states that rely on the Colorado River has come and gone with no deal. But Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, and Wyoming have submitted a proposal on ways to reduce water use. Negotiations on cutting water use stalled, and California, the state that relies most on the Colorado River, wasn't part of the alternate proposal. In Las Vegas, I'm John Schaefer. NFL quarterback Tom Brady has announced his retirement again. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. Former actor, 46-year-old Nathan Chasing Horse, best known for his role in Dances with Wolves, is being accused of running a sex trafficking ring. Chasing Horse was arrested by Las Vegas police Tuesday for allegedly sexually assaulting indigenous girls as young as 13 for roughly 20 years. SWAT officers raided his North Las Vegas home, where he reportedly lives with his five wives. This is USA News. Mornings were made for better things than rheumatoid arthritis or RA. Zeljan's tofacitinib is a pill for adults with moderate to severe RA when tumor necrosis factor blockers did not work well or could not be tolerated. Zeljan's can help relieve joint pain, swelling, and help stop further joint damage. Zeljan's can lower your ability to fight infections. Don't start if you have one. Before and during treatment, your doctor should check for infections like TB and do blood tests. 
serious, sometimes fatal infections, cancers including lymphoma and lung, blood clots, serious heart-related events, tears in the stomach or intestines, and allergic reactions have happened. People 50 and older with heart disease risk factors have an increased risk of death. Tell your doctor if you've had hepatitis B or C, have flu-like symptoms, are prone to infections, or have ever had a heart attack, stroke, clot, or other heart problems, or swelling of lips, tongue, throat, or hives. Ask your doctor about prescription Zeljans. Visit Zeljans.com or call 1-844-ZELJANS. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. Wow, there's so much to talk about, so little time, right? <laughs> All right, we talked about corn. Mexico is about to pass a law they don't want American genetically modified corn. Do you blame them? I don't blame the Mexicans. They're wise. Why would they want that garbage? Why would they want that man-made manipulated trash? Why don't they go ahead and grow God's corn? Yeah, heirloom kind of seeds. Get her done, people. Farmers, bust out, wake up, realize you've been played for suckers. All right, don't do it. Don't take the hidden cash. Don't take the manipulated circumstances. Grow real corn for real people. Mexico will buy it. Americans will buy it. And everybody in the world will love it, right? All right, I digress, except to say, hey, as the country song goes, corn makes, rain makes corn. Corn makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby. A little frisky, right? So, you know, everybody knows the value of corn. We need it. But you don't need genetically modified garbage, okay? Now, there's a huge tomato fight that goes on every year from what I understand. It's called La Tomatita. I don't know if I'm saying that right or not. I don't speak Spanish, okay? But it's Spain's annual giant tomato fight, folks. They say it looks cozy if you like being covered with tomato juice. <laughs> Now, here's what happened. My daughter is in a private school, and they learn about awesome things and stuff like that. In her Spanish class, they learned about this tomato fight. And this is one way that when you're learning Spanish, they can, you know, bring uh, modern reality to the discussions where kids just love it. So my daughter comes home, and she says, Dad, you ever heard about, you know, La Tomatilla or whatever? And I'm like, no, what the heck's that? And she goes, it's this awesome, huge tomato fight, man. It happens every year and stuff. And I'm like, what? I've never heard of this. Come on. I'm going, no. She's like, yeah, Dad, it's true. So I went and looked it up, and my daughter's exactly spot on. It's true. So the article came out in, like, 2012 that I found about this uh, thing. And it says this. Late yesterday morning, so this is 2012, understand. All hell broke loose. And the Spanish town of... Bunal, I think is how you say it. La Tomatilla, the annual food festival, brought 40,000 people to this tiny town, normally of 9,000. And they all came for one reason. The simple joy of, listen, hucking a metric ton of ripe tomatoes at each other. <laughs> it's like, what? The only rule is that you got to squish the tomato before hurling it at somebody else for safety so it's not so hard. They say technically the tomato fight is only supposed to begin, listen to this, 
And this is where my daughter started telling me more and more details. And I'm like, honey, you're being led a line of baloney. This isn't right. She says, Dad, yes, it is. And I went and searched it up. They say this. The fight's only supposed to begin after someone receives a, a Spanish ham from a top a two-story tall greased wooden pole called the Palahaban translation hamstick. But I guess um, no one really got the ham, and no one really cared. The tomatoes started a flying. So you're supposed to have people take turns climbing up this pole that's greased, that's like two stories tall, and you got to knock the ham off the top of the pole to get this dude started. You know, it's kind of like how they do a <laughs> You know how it's like how they do a jump in a basketball game? This is like on steroids, buddy. You got a you got some hops? <laughs> you you got to climb this greased up pole to get two stories up to knock the ham down to kick this tomato fight off. Now they say for such a bizarre <laughs> festival, they call it an arcane festival by the way. Uh, La Tamatia is a tradition that only dates back to 1940. It was banned for a while. Um, anyway, I guess they started this in August, you know, and it was started out in the 40s, and it was banned for a little while. But this is a really, um, I don't know what you call it, kind of a cool, interesting tidbit that if you want something fun to do for your vacation now james edwards just left on vacation don't you know okay <laughs> and so i'm thinking james instead of just driving south and stuff like you always do and having one of them redneck southern vacations you know where you eat you know okra and such like that right turn up greens and you know that you instead of just fried chicken that you, my friend, can go to Spain on your vacation, buddy. You got to set it up for this coming August. And you can take place in the tomato fight, dude. You can throw tomatoes till your heart just takes joy. Buddy, you can smash tomato juice. They got videos of this thing out on the internet, by the way. And, man, it's gnarly. It's rowdy. So some people in, in my daughter's class were saying, oh, I'd love to do that. And then they saw the videos, and they saw the people packed together with tomato juice in their hair and running down their face. And and they're like, um, no, we don't want <laughs> We don't think we want to do that, they, they're saying. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, I think it's the coolest thing ever. Not because I want to be in it. So my wife was saying, hey, man, how do you not be in this thing but get the close-up view? How do you? <laughs> and the thing says that what people do is they just kind of get in their underwear and they get ready to do this thing, man. They, In other words, they kind of strip down to, I don't know, Speedos or shorts or whatever they do uh, so that they don't ruin clothes. But they say it ruins your clothes, the acidity, and it ruins your clothes so bad that it's, um, you know, you got to just throw away your clothes when you're done uh, engaging in this thing. You know, but if you ever had this secret desire to just go crazy and do this stuff, man, then you need to go on vacation to La Tomatina, Spain's annual giant tomato fight. Now, if you could be the guy to climb that greasy pole and get to the top of that dude, knock that Spanish ham off that sucker, you'd be a world-renowned hero. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just telling you right now, it'd be incredible. So the interesting thing about this thing, 
uh, is when they talked about this, they said, what about the cleanup? And what about how long is this? Well, it's an hour long fight. This thing goes for an hour. You know, you think you've been in like, um, you know how people play war and they do paintball wars or they do whatever. And it's like, you know, hey, it's gnarly. You're running around. It's getting crazy. And this thing lasts for an hour. So imagine just getting pelted and smashed and rolling in and standing in and whatever this. <laughs> these, I don't know if they're rotten or they're just ripe tomatoes. I don't think they're totally rotten. They're just ripe um, tomatoes. And they actually grow tomatoes now for the event, see? Now, if they don't grow genetically modified tomatoes, good on them. Listen up, corn farmers. Stop it. Quit growing that genetically modified crap that nobody wants. The people in the United States never wanted it, so you thought you could export it like a bunch of racists to the Mexicans and they'd fall for it. No, they're too smart. They said, uh uh-uh. We don't want your genetically modified crap to make our masa and our tortillas and our incredible corn tamales and this kind of stuff. We don't want that. Well, now you're paying the piper because you stupidly uh, went along with it. Anyway, I digress. Except this tomato fight, what they say is everybody after the hour, everybody participates in cleaning up after the event. And they say that the acid in the tomatoes, believe it or not, leaves the streets cleaner than before they started. And so what they like about it is it cleans up their city. After this event, after the frolic in the toma- with the tomatoes, or whatever, then they go ahead and they clean it up, and the acidity actually cleans up the streets and cleans up their city, and it's a really a nice thing. So I'm just telling you right now, I wanted to make sure you guys knew where you could go on vacation, man. If you guys want to check it out. Now, I'd like to be like my wife. If I could somehow, you know, be a fly on the wall, if I, <laughs> if I could somehow get the front seat, maybe I need to somehow get on the top of that pole with the ham, and just watch from that spot because nobody could come up there and get me. Now, they might start lobbing tomatoes at me, though. But how do you watch this thing in an up-close way but not get, I don't know what you call it, in the melee? <laughs> but anyway, it's a pretty interesting tradition of 40,000 screaming, running, throwing, <laughs> tomato-armed People is an interesting concept, to say the least. Now, if you believe in this incredible uh, La Tomatia or La Tomatina, you could start your own tomato festival in America. You know how America imports traditions and and, and ideas from other countries and it's uh, supposedly the great melting pot and such like that? You could go ahead and start your own tomato throwing. Uh, You'd just be... Just change the name of your town to Tomato Town. And you can go ahead and start your own tradition right here in America, and you wouldn't even have to go all the way to Spain for it. What do you think, people? Got to get your Spanish ham. Got to get your greased pole two stories high. You got to go ahead and get a metric ton of tomatoes every year, and you're ready to go. You can even charge a fee for people to watch this stuff. All right, just an idea. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. We're full of ideas, full of solutions. And by the way, I got the best news ever coming up in seconds on your radio. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. 
and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9:6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, you want to be uh, involved in the Great Tomato Fight? You want to grow American genetically modified corn that nobody wants? Be my guest. All right, there's a new study out, ladies and gentlemen, that I find phenomenal. Showing gratitude reduces stress, improves heart health. They say the study is published in the, quote, International Journal of psychophysiology it's a pretty cool study now listen to me carefully because this is cool a harvard study almost 80 years old has proved that embracing community helps us live longer and be happier liz minio i guess she's harvard staff writer is the one who put this together so i got to give her a little bit of credit or whatever now It's fascinating. When I heard this study was almost 80 years old, I thought, well, wait a minute. Did the study conclude 80 years old? No, 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 no. It's a modern study that just concluded. It just happened to start 80 years ago. Believe it or not, they say it's the most comprehensive. The uh, study with longevity is what's being called. When science began tracking the health of 268 Harvard sophomores in 19... 38, ladies and gentlemen, during the Great Depression, they hoped that the longitudinal study um, would reveal clues to leading healthy and happy lives. They got more than they wanted, they say. Yeah, this study is just the king of studies for its longevity uh, and the details of how it's been, um, I don't know what you want to say, conducted. After following the surviving crimson men, I guess those are men who went to Harvard, for nearly 80 years as part of the Harvard study on adult development, it's one of the world's largest, longest studies 
ever conducted. But they have collected what they call a cornucopia of data on their physical and mental health. They say of the original Harvard cohort recruited, um, they say that only 19 of them are still alive now. Now, the reason that this study is so cool, though, is because then, listen, they were all in their mid-90s now. Among the original recruits into this were eventual President John F. Kennedy and longtime Washington editor Ben Bradley, I think is how you say his name. Women were not in the original study because the college was still all male at that point. But to the study's credit, in addition, scientists eventually expanded their research to include the men's offspring, who now number into the 1,300 people. And they're now in their 50s and 60s. They were included in the study as well, and that let them find out how early life experiences helped them understand the effects of health and aging over time. Some participants went on to become successful businessmen, doctors, lawyers, and others ended up schizophrenics, alcoholics. Yeah. So life takes strange turns. But during the intervening decades, they say, the control group have expanded. They started including wives of these men in the studies first. And over the years, they have studied the health trajectories in their broader lives, the drivers in their careers, whether they were married or not. The surprising finding is that our relationships and how happy we are in those relationships have a powerful influence on our health, they say. Yeah, our relationships and how well those relationships are going, how happy we are in those relationships have a powerful influence on our health. The study says, or the study shows, I should say. Think about that. That's really cool. Now listen, they say the people who are the most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the most healthy at age 80. Close relationships more than money or fame. Listen, close relationships more than money or fame are what keep people happy throughout their lives. The study revealed. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. It turns out that the research for this was from private foundations. The National Institutes of Health and others have provided grants for this, but they go on. Um, and they talk about these relationships more in detail, okay? Where they say close relationships more than money or fame and how those relationships are going is the key to this happiness quotient. And I find it fascinating. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, that's why a tie to God religiously is key. You don't go to church because you believe the church is perfect. Uh, you know, uh, a, buddy, a brother of mine used to have this thing where he'd use his hands and he'd say, you know, open the door. Or, here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. And he'd say, here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open the doors and see all the hypocrites. And it was a great joke and all that kind of stuff. But look, it's true. There are a bunch of hypocrites at church. There are a bunch of sinners at church. If we were all saints, we wouldn't necessarily need church if we were perfect, right? But we try to be saints. We go to church to get strength from one another. And so, look, I'm telling you the solution in this study is you don't need fame. You don't need fortunes. The surprising finding of this 80-year-long study is that our relationships and how happy we are in our relationships have a powerful influence of our health. Close relationships, more than money or fame, are what keep people happy throughout their lives, the study revealed. So, folks, if you want happiness, I'm going to tell you right now where to get it. Turn to God. Look for a loving spouse. Have family and friends and loved ones around you. The more you are kind to them, the more you love them, the more kindness and love you will get back. It acts like a great mirror. Some people say you become the sum of the five people that surround you the most throughout your life, the people that you spend the most time with, that you become the sum of that. Now, I don't know if that's a factual statement or more of kind of a cliche, but I believe it has uh, relevance in this. Be with people who make you happy. Reject downers in your life. Spend time with those who you can develop close, stable relationships. And more than money or fame, it will bring you happiness. Interesting, incredible study. Now, I appreciate them taking 80 years to find this out, but I could have told them that. Happiness lies in God, family, and country. Now, you know what? Make friends that believe in God. Work and spend time with your family. Look for those who believe in God, family, and country. Those who believe in the same values you believe in and find them friends and hold to them fast. And that's why I'm friends with people all over the country, many times even more so than in my neighborhood. Because these people believe as I do. These people and I have a familial belief that we're we're a big patriot family, right? Uh, And sure, I have a lot of friends that are neighbors and, and, and stuff like that too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you, this is the key to success. You know, starting a, a tomato fight might be fun, but I don't know that it's going to bring lasting happiness. Might make you sick of tomatoes for a year. I don't know. But when you talk about close relationships, when you talk about making, striving, putting out energy into those relationships, if those relationships have a hard time, if you feel betrayal, if you learn to forgive, learn to put the time the love, the effort, the prayers into your relationships. And there's another study that's now coming out about being grateful, how important gratitude is. The headline says, gratitude lowers blood pressure. So folks, it is becoming common knowledge of how external factors in your life and internal factors in your life, not related to diet, although diet's vital, not related to money or fame or fortune or things that are out of your control, but things that are in your control, things that you can have an influence on, right, have a huge effect 
on your life and your well-being. I'm telling you right now, make friends. Learn how to win friends and influence people. Learn to be grateful for all that God's given you. Learn to stand tall, uh, not only to want friends, but to be a good friend. One of the most important ways to make friends and create long-lasting relationships is to be a good friend. That means be loyal. That means forgiveness. It's like a marriage. You know what? You and your spouse will offend each other, will disappoint each other because you're not perfect. You're human. But you can forgive. You can be grateful for all the positive they bring regardless of their shortcomings. I uh, don't tell you this story to tell you that I'm important. I tell you this story because I think it's one of the great keys. A guy called me uh, several years ago and said, hey, you know what? I need a friend. And I um, thought of who in the world that I've met or who in the world that I might know that I would like to make a friend out of. And I thought of you, Sam, so I'm calling. Do you have time to you and your wife and me and my wife to go out to dinner and we can talk and get to know each other? And he thought of me. Well, I hope I'm a good friend. I pray that I'm a good friend. I hope I'm a disciple of Christ. Uh, But I don't tell you that story because he reached out to me. I tell you that story because I know of it. I tell you the story because I look at him and say, that is the way to do it. Think in your life, who would you like your friends to be? Think in your life how you can be a good friend. And so this guy reached out to me and he's got several great friends now because he did what it takes. Look for good friends, find them, support them, love them, be true to them, stand through thick and thin with them. And if you do this with God, family, and country, and you find friends from those elements in your life, those people who believe in God with you, those people who celebrate and love the traditional family with you, those who believe in the country as you do and as I do, those are the three categories that your friends should come from. Yes, they can come from work. They can come from other places as well. But I'm telling you, if you want a kinship, if you want a familial bond that lasts a lifetime and beyond, you've got to put in the work. You've got to put in the grit. You've got to do the things to make it stick. Anyway, incredible 80-year study with solutions. Who else is talking about the solutions like I am? Anybody? Make sure that you spread the word, folks, and get this broadcast on every venue, every radio station, every local place you can because as we spread the word and share the love people will feel our faith in christ people will will identify with our commitment to god family and country and the protection of life liberty and property we got our work to do let's pray hard on our knees and get up and go to work and be all about it shall we god save the republic of the united states of america lovingliberty.net